and we're here with Aaron McCauley. Say hi. Um, talking to the mic. Just give <laughs> give give a quick hey. How are you? Hi. How are you? Hey. So Aaron um, is the founder of an organization called Mamas for Mamas. They're a community-based organization that uh, provides support for maternal health. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So uh, we started Mamas for Mamas back in um, 2014 when my first daughter was about three months old. And we support uh, community-based organizations um, around the world with maternal and infant health initiatives. Nice. Love it. Oh, uh, a little precursor here. Aaron is... uh, part of our family (laughs) (laughs) i guess (laughs) aaron is a family member she is my uncle's wife i guess technically our auntie um, <laughs> it's so weird to think I about. How, how, how much older than I'm I think you're like two five, years older than you. Two years yeah. older. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not weird. Hey, Auntie. <laughs> <laughs> auntie Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about the journey. I know that you are. You know, it's weird. Like since I've known you, um, and we had an episode the other weekend with Ariel, who is a who was a young mother, mm-hmm. and she was talking about. Um, how when you are a mother, you lose um, self-identity a bit. Um, but since I've known you, I know that your passion um, has been mothering. Mm-hmm. And I know that that's something that you have, you've wanted to be a mother since you were little. Um, that's just something that's been really important to you. Um, so you are kind of the, a lucky one who hasn't really lost passion or identity. You just kind of immerse yourself into being a mother and then... Um, and then started Mamas for Mamas. Tell yeah. tell us the journey. Well, it's funny you say that because one of the biggest reasons I started Mamas for Mamas was because of that sense of loss of identity. Cool. You know, becoming a mother. Because for me, when I was in university, I was really passionate about international development. And I knew for sure that's something that I wanted to do when I graduated. And I did that a little bit. And then I was kind of afraid that once I started having kids, that I wouldn't be able to continue working in that field anymore. Yeah, yeah. And especially when you work for other organizations, you usually have to travel for like six to six months to you know years at a time so one of the biggest reasons i started it was because i wanted to continue that work and not just you know give it up because i was a mother for sure did that begin in uni so what you take um what's your background in education human geography yeah human geography and psychology cool Cool. is that how you got into um like yeah yeah um like learning about it in university some of my professors did work on it and then they would kind of come back and talk to us about different experiences they had and then i had some friends who were working in the field and learned about it from them and nice that's awesome so when was the first time you uh traveled abroad for it um is that how it started like yeah you went to mozambique you killed it yeah, I um I did kind of like some independent travel, you know, um not not um you know through a funding funding agency, mm-hmm. but the first time I did in like an actual job abroad was through the Canadian International Development Agency in 2010. Jesus, was that or so. long ago? Crazy. Yeah, crazy. um in Mozambique. Yeah. How long you and Andy? When did you and Andy? 2010. So holy shit! Yeah, yeah. Oh wait, <laughs> yeah, you... didn't you leave yeah, for like six so months right away? That was right yeah. away. Was it six months? That's kind of like what brings it all together is because cool. you know I met him and I kind of told him right off the bat that it was <laughs> very important to me that I be with someone that supported this. Of course. And he he said he did, but you know he said it in a way that I could tell he was being genuine that he he did support yeah. me doing that, and well, he I mean, helped me write my application for the job and Tito 
help oh, me write nice. my application no for way. the job. So Tito's our other uncle for yeah. those that are listening. Yeah, he actually listens to this podcast. He'll listen yeah. to this episode. He's actually probably really pumped that we have women coming on now because <laughs> yeah. we got uh, a little backlash from him um, because we didn't have enough women or we just had straight white men, oh, you would gosh. say. And that, yeah. you, know, you know him. He's... Uh, He's awesome, though. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Um, so it was amazing being part of a family that supported me as a woman, just got married to go off and do this, you mm-hmm. know? So it's I love being part of, yeah, a family that that doesn't say, you know, women should stay home once you get married. Yeah, and, totally. Yeah. Okay, so let's dumb it down a little bit. And why don't you, like, walk me through what you did in Mozambique just on in a practical level? Like. Okay, so I guess like kind of back backing up a little bit, we got married, I was 23 when we got engaged and 24 when we got married. And- um, That's fucking crazy, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> and uh, you know, I stopped taking birth control after we got married and I didn't get pregnant right away. But then I also was applying for this job around the same time. And uh, it was, I mean, I want to say a blessing in disguise that I didn't get pregnant right away because it allowed mm-hmm. me to, to you know, go, go, to, go ahead and do that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I went to like a village in Mozambique. It was called Kaya was the name of the village. And my official title was um, family assistance project coordinator, or program coordinator. So I my my role was to support the community and coming up with um, sustainable employment or cool. sustain- income generation. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, some other stuff too. And it was just really amazing being part of the community. The community didn't have, um, like where I lived, didn't have running water. Um, and you just lived that way? I loved it. That's yeah, why, like, Andy doesn't want to travel with me. Yeah, that's, that's why. <laughs> what, that's your thing. <laughs> like, what did you love about it? Just the I simplicity loved, of it? Not showing? Uh, yeah, like, I, I, I mean, <laughs> I... Love like shit all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I love stinky um, <laughs> I love I love rural. I yeah, mean, yeah. I wouldn't want to move to a city and like work internationally like in a city because I, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't think it matters what country in the world you're in. If you're in a city, I mean, that's kind of they're all very similar. Yeah, so I loved sure. yeah, being part of the community and the people were so friendly and nice and I learned a lot and um yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's for sure. That's awesome. Sweet. So you uh, take us through a day in Mozambique. So you told us uh, about, so it was an employment initiative that you? That was like the main thing, yeah. So it was like to come up with like ways of generating income. Income generation, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, I guess I'd wake up and I'd go down to the project site. And so, but the project had, um, you know, kids um, who would come and they had like um, food distribution and like programs and a little school and, um, you know, different things going on at the project site. So I would go and kind of help out with that. Um, the food distribution, I think we did it once a month. I can't even really remember now, but um, that was fun. And uh, and um, they had like different events going on, like for World AIDS Day, it was like a big event cool. and stuff like that. So I'd go and help out with the project, help out with the kids, they'd play soccer and kind of just kind of help out with that's that. awesome. So you're like staying in like a village or something? Yeah. Like a small So I village. had my house and then I would kind of walk down to work, which would be like mm. the project site. Yeah. Well, what was your house like? Um, well, I had a nicer house, but it was, um, it had like a tin roof and it rained a lot there. Okay. So yeah, when it was raining, like, it was oh. super loud. Yeah. Shit, yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Um, 
That's crazy. And Mamas for Mamas wasn't was it a thought in your mind then, or was it uh, was that kind of an ins- was Mozambique an inspiration for that maybe? Um, yeah, I think um, I think at that time I thought that I would continue working for other organizations. I loved the idea of you know finding projects that you could apply for, and even to this day, yeah, yeah. I look at projects all the time and just imagine wouldn't it be amazing if I could apply and work here? Yeah. But again, when you say like, like a project, like. What what is that? Where do you look at projects? Um, there could be projects with. Um, there's lots of different like government agencies through through Global Affairs Canada that they hire people for like nine months terms, and you go and you do this project, whatever mm-hmm. that may be, and uh, and they're I, all like terms, that, like, yeah, six, nine, yeah, yeah or you could work for like two year terms, or you mm-hmm. know, kind of they all vary in length. But I think that was the dream at the time, and. Uh, and then when I got back to Canada, um, even before I started a family, I kind of started to realize you can't really take off for six months or nine months, whatever, all the time. Like yeah, for sure. my husband was amazing that he let me do it, but I mean, yeah. or supported me to do it. But I mean, you can't really do that all the time. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's crazy to think that people wouldn't like be supportive of, yeah. of their spouse doing that, you know, going away. Or I, and I know that it's hard. I know it's difficult when you have kids and stuff. But if you're, I mean, if if you're significant others doing this amazing thing or, or uh, yeah. how do you not support that you yeah i yeah i but it's definitely a thing oh it's a, yeah. oh, oh, it is <laughs> yeah. a thing man people don't like their significant other to even leave the well the city. especially <laughs> yeah. with the family though it's it's yeah, definitely so, a different yeah. thing because you share that job so, for sure with the uh, family it's even harder yeah and now you have three lovely kids actually when you smiled when the podcast first came on and i asked you to say hello your face of like shyness was Nina. <laughs> it was know. Nina. I was just I like, holy shit, that's We're crazy. Twins. You guys are 100% twins. Maxie's going to be there too. Yeah. You, he looks like you guys. Yeah. Yeah. So you have three kids now. Um, uh, so it might, must be a task. I mean, even getting time to even think about mamas for mamas now. Yeah. Like you, you probably don't have time for much, right? I mean, no. you're great <laughs> yeah. mom life. Is it just you or do you have like help? Yeah, I have a team. Yeah, I have a team of people that help out. Um, But I'm the driving force behind uh, if we're going to start like a fundraising initiative. Right. And we've played the fundraisers. Yeah. Big supporters. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Absolutely. Um, Do you have any events like are you just are you kind of just chilling right now? I'm chilling right now because, you know, it's very difficult to sell tickets. So the main way that we raise money is through um, benefit concerts. Yeah. And uh, it's hard to sell tickets. For sure. I I need a break from trying to sell tickets for for events. Yeah. And you you need to like plan that way in advance too, especially a big benefit concert. Yeah. 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 We did have actually recently though, um, my girlfriend uh, has a a business, Rogue Jewelry, and she had a a promotion going on for a few days where she donated 50% of her profits to Mamas for Mamas. No way. Yeah. So we raised 450 bucks. And then shortly thereafter, it was a big flood in my village where I used to live. So we sent the money to them. Oh, cool. Yeah. So that was kind of a nice full circle. That's awesome. That's super cool that you have that support. Regina's kind of good that way. Oh yeah, yeah Regina's, Regina's awesome amazing that way. That way. Um, do you Kate, still have like connections with the people from the village? Yeah, I actually was speaking on the phone with the lady who. They, um, so they have a phone, like they. Oh well, she lives in BC. Oh okay, yeah, but they have cell phones. Some of them. Oh, they do. Yeah, Crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, some of the people that. But no I running met. water. I'm sure some people do. Yeah, 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 not that. I mean, and I'm so sure how, that was a while ago. I'm sure it's different so now. Yeah, the shower, for sure. in a pan. A cup. 
A cup. <laughs> a cup. <laughs> a cup shower. That's and badass. The, water's, that, hey? <laughs> the water so comes cold. from like a well? Or? Uh, no, um, my maid used to bring it. You know, in the in the jerry cans. No way. Yeah. Oh, that's so crazy. crazy. That's cool. Jesus. You know, I'm uh, when I travel, I like I like to be taken care of a bit. I'm I'm a little bit of a wussy. <laughs> I, I, I like I like glamping. Yeah. You know, I like a plug in there. We'll heat up the tea kettle. I'm very uh, high maintenance. Yeah. And the, like, I don't think Frank's like that at all. He could no, probably I'm push it. I'm so that just, sounds cool. It yeah, like it's amazing. Really, you really can just shower with so a cup I, but I was for speaking with the, Yeah. For, wow. I was speaking with a lady who kind of hired me originally. And they d- just started, or I guess a couple of years ago, started a maternal health initiative in that village. Cool. So wow. I asked her if I could come and help out. And she said I could. So I'm kind of hoping that Thinking? I can go back. Yeah. Well, we'll wow. see. Because it's like, you know, the plane tickets are super expensive. Just like You, you don't get funding and stuff for that? Like they don't. Man, it'd be amazing to take your kids there. Imagine if you oh, could do that. Like live That's, with Nina and like uh, have just like a village. Like so eye-opening for her too. <laughs> yeah. like she'd she'd probably come dating. back and just be like, oh my God. That stuff to me would be amazing to teach your kids young. Yeah. Like just to I let agree. them see the world that is beyond the first world, yeah. technologically oh. advanced world that we live in, right? Yeah, absolutely. So um, Any kind of travel, I think, for kids. Yeah, oh yeah, any any traveling. It's, it's so amazing to be cultured. I mean, I think you can be cultured without traveling too you learn about other cultures and stuff like that but it definitely helps um i know you talked a little bit about uh when you were in mozambique and you know mama mom, mama's for mamas was kind of in the back of your mind um but you know what i want to know like when you decided that i'm gonna fucking i'm gonna do this you know i'm gonna do something with um maternal health mm-hmm. uh, i want to know the journey that led you to really doing that so now you have three kids but i know that it, it wasn't an easy journey as you said mm-hmm. you couldn't you obviously couldn't have kids um at first mm-hmm. you tried a lot mm-hmm. of sex um so <laughs> i have to tell you Leah, we went to a party like it was like a like a like a post yeah, yeah. party and andy said to nader's brother um ryan butzler's brother like geez you know my wife and i've been trying for six or seven months and we haven't you know, had success yet. And he was the one who was like, yeah, that's not normal, man. You guys should like kind of look into that. And we, it was like the first moment we At were like- a house like, party? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we were like- Wow, that's great. You know what? When you said house party, I thought that story was going somewhere else. Yeah. So you were going to go in <laughs> the bathroom and say you guys are bang. Bang or something like that. Totally. It's time. We got to go. Yeah. I know. That was the first time we were like, God, maybe we should look into it or whatever. That's but. like the first time you've included in your- yeah. You guys yeah. are just- thinking at the time maybe i'm stressed at work yeah, or like all the other excuses yeah and, and, and like when you're trying to make a baby uh do you have to you have to do it like when you're ovulating too so there's like yeah. a t- there's times where you have to be like okay we're fucking mm-hmm. yeah so um i don't know like i've always been really in tune with my body so even when before i was even trying i always knew when i was ovulating so i just kind of assumed that it would happen really quickly but you never tried to have a baby before so then when it didn't happen right away you're just kind of like well i don't know like you don't even really think about it that much the first i didn't really think about it that much the first few months and then time went on and then i got the job so then i kind of was like well that was kind of good that i didn't Mm -hmm. get pregnant right away and then we got back i got back and then you start thinking maybe i got like a parasite or something when i was away like you just don't yeah, know like so you, many things there's your literally mind. so like, many factors yeah and like i've known you for i guess 2010 so nine nine years nine years already which is crazy but honestly when i just remember how crazy hard that was for you yeah. when you couldn't have kids like i 
I never had saw you so down. You know, it was mm-hmm. it was a tough. I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> I well, I don't think you were here. here. I don't think I, don't I was think. here. Yeah, I you had probably just left a chili, but I know it was difficult for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, explain a little bit about that. So I think like one of the things that was difficult for me during that time is I really felt like my life was in limbo. So yeah. you try to have a baby, you know, when you're ovulating and then you got to wait and see if you get your period. And so during that two week time, you're just really hopeful. And then you start thinking like, oh, my God, did I feel a twinge? Like for sure I'm pregnant or, like, you know, and then you kind of psych yourself up or down and then you're not. And yeah, yeah. so but you're like really just in a constant state of like holding your breath. For sure. And then you think that, would that be so stressful. Holy you think fuck. that I'm going to take this vitamin or I'm going to do this and then mm-hmm. that's going to work and I'm going to get pregnant and then I'll just kind of move on. Like for me, it was more so the fact that um, that that it was felt like I was in limbo all the time. And so kind of even just to back it up a little bit. So when we found out that we couldn't have kids um, the old fashioned way, I looked to Andy and I was like, well, we, we can just adopt. And we were so naive to even say the word just. And yeah, he was sure. like down. He was like, yeah, let's 100%. do it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So our first thing before we even tried fertility treatment was to adopt. Yeah, and yeah. I think part of the reason I was, well, you know, there's lots of reasons I was drawn to it. And I and I kind of always envisioned that I would adopt. Um, but also because like when you're in the process of adopting, you're kind of always taking one step forward. Yep. So you are filing more paperwork and you're, you know, there's always like the next thing that you can do. Um, and I was happier during that time because I was ex- excited. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like at process. the end of it, I was going to be a mom. Right. Yeah. And we did the home study and we did like psychology visits. We did the MMRI. I remember that. Yeah. At, at the whatever. old house. Is that what it's called? MMRI? MMPI? Um, I remember test. that though. Yeah. I remember that yeah. you were like waiting for people to come yeah. interview you and yeah. shit. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and then every, pro- every um, country that we tried to adopt from uh, closed. <laughs> Oh wow! So we tried to adopt from DRC and Kenya and Colombia. I think it, those were the three that we. Um, and then we talked about maybe the states, and then we just said, you know, like maybe we should look into doing fertility treatment because it just felt like adoption wasn't working out for us. Was it uh, more money than you thought too? Um, well, adoption? Um, is adoption expensive? Like I don't know too much about it so yeah so we first looked into adopting from canada so the number one thing <clears throat> from canada is that you have to adopt from your province so it's not like we could adopt from oh, nova weird. scotia holy shit or anything yeah. um so then we were like okay we'll adopt from saskatchewan but then we heard that the wait list could be like seven years wow or something for wow. like a child under a two long, and you know there's so many things wait. yeah um that's um, crazy. So I guess in Saskatchewan, uh, what demographic are you adopting? Indigenous? Yeah, we were open generally. to anything. You were open to anything. Yeah, so. but we were hoping for like a younger. I th- but for the sure. problem is that I think most people want yeah. or hoping like for a baby. a baby. Yeah. Yeah. So um, then we looked into uh, international adoption because that's actually easier than interprovincial adoption from my understanding. So we looked into Colombia and like I said, a few different countries and we just kind of started. We were going to do the paperwork ourselves for yep. Colombia. Um, so that was going to diminish the cost a little bit. And then, you know, um, Kenya was cool because you had to live there for nine months. Mm-hmm. Um, so we liked that idea. And but yeah, that would have been awesome. So do you like get to like hand pick your baby or is it like a paper process and then you're yeah. just given a baby at the end? Yeah, you're given a referral and then it comes with some information and then you can accept or not. But you don't get like a picture to see if the you baby's ugly? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
Because they're not handing you the ugly spade in that village. (laughs) I think you know you're so desperate. Every baby looks like. Uh, The the poor ugly babies. eh? Oh, man, I see so many babies on social media. I feel bad. Hopefully they're going to look good when they. No, I mean, it's fine. Whatever. All babies are ugly. But anyways, um, that's a. No, that's a that's a pretty amazing process. I mean, you going down in the dumps and then adoption, you know, helping you feel better. Um, but I think you still uh, kind of felt like shit after the adoption thing didn't work out. Yeah. So then we said, okay, let's try infertility treatment. So then we get referrals to Calgary and Regina, and Regina had a really long wait list because the lady was on mat leave at the time. Oh. That did, were one of the one of the doctors. Um, so. I don't remember exactly what happened, but we ended up going to Mexico mm-hmm. to do our um, treatment there. And so we went to Mexico to do IVF. And I think we did, we were there for like two weeks and then it didn't work. So we came back to Canada. And then I had a blog at the time, um, an infertility blog. Yeah, yeah. And oh, uh, that, that was awesome. What was it and, called again? Uh, Gypsy Mama. Oh, yes. That's <laughs> where it came from. I love it. So, uh, and so that was a really amazing and it was really great connecting with different people who were going through the same thing. And I'm still in touch with a lot of them now. That's great. FB. And so, um, went back a second time to Mexico to try again. And this time I stayed three weeks. So my husband stayed for the first two weeks and I stayed a week later because I thought maybe if I relaxed longer would work. Um, and then that also didn't work. And then I just kind of, that's when I started really feeling like, oh my God, this is never going to work. And, you know, I believe that I could have been happy um, if I didn't have kids. Yeah. So I I wasn't the type of person that felt like I have to have kids or my life is over. So you thought like, yeah. so so did that thought cross your mind? It was Mm -hmm. like, I don't think there's a possibility I will never be a mom. Yeah. That didn't bum me out? Uh, well, of course it did, but I didn't feel that like it was going to control motherhood you. was like the only path to happiness. Yeah, yeah. For I sure. just didn't like the 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 waiting and the constant like, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? And it just, like was like a fixation yeah. for me. And um, I was reaching that point where I was like, you know, like if this isn't going to work, like I I can't spend more years of my life like kind of trying or whatever. And then we went to Saskatoon for some treatment there, and then finally it worked. Wow. <laughs> what was that feeling like? It was shocking. I like really feel that I have the same feeling that other women have when they get pregnant when they're not expecting <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Like, I think that when I got pregnant, I was just as shocked. And yeah. I never did. I've never had a positive pregnancy test because every time I did a pregnancy test when I was trying, it was always negative. And then I just hated them. So when I actually stopped. got pregnant, I was just like, I'm just going to wait it out. And just, and so see? I just waited it out and, and, and you all three tell? times. Can you tell yeah. your your body like right away? You're like, I'm for sure pregnant. I can, yeah. Do you have That's so crazy. um like now you have three beautiful children. Um when you first found out, it must have been a feeling of relief a little bit and yeah. a feeling of like excitement, relief. Uh, yeah. Was it uh have you miscarried before? Is that a touchy subject? Oh no, well that- for me it's not. I had a, a chemical pregnancy, okay. is what they're called, where you uh are pregnant, but for such a short period of time that it wouldn't be considered a um, miscarriage. A miscarriage. Okay. Yeah. It's called a chemical. So it's basically like you're pregnant enough to turn the pregnancy test positive, but then yeah, yeah. you kind of shortly thereafter. So the sperm is just yeah. swimming in the egg. And <laughs> well, yeah. So you're kind of like, yeah, they, the sperm and the egg have met and yeah. you're actually pregnant, but only for like, I don't know, a week or so. I always think uh, about like the sperm that wins. 
I know. Imagine that it's battle. It's just such a imagine the battles and think about it. There's lottery. like millions of motherfuckers <laughs> just like I'm getting there first, <laughs> and then boom, one gets in there. I know. That's just crazy to think about. Wow, Sometimes it's the wrong one, dude. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> like how the fuck were you so, the excellent swimmer? Sorry, mom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, that's that's super cool. So you, it was like a chemical thing, and and it's an autumnist carriage, but you know it was there. That's the term, yeah. Okay, cool. And then uh, and then the next one worked. Yeah. So for Nina, I think we tried three times. For Maisie, we tried three times, and Max was the first try. Wow, oh, he, was, shit. he was in there. Good old Maxie, yeah. hey? He's a happy one. He's that's why you got the happy one. Hey? And e- each try. Uh, costs money every oh, time. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, there, and there's that. no guarantee. No, no. Wow. Um, we have spent we spent thousands of dollars crazy. on adoption. Yeah. Before we even meant to. Wow. Whoa. Um. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I I have friends <laughs> who fuck. right now are in are having fertility problems. Uh, I have a lot actually. It's so it's very, common. Very common. It's super common. So like I have a group of just a bunch of friends, and then I have a couple groups, and it's when they talk about it, it's just like yeah, you know, we've been trying, but it's so common i know and not only that miscarriages are yeah. common so like i mean uh, there's a girl that i work with that i've been talking um to a lot who is having problems holding and caring yeah um so it's just uh it, it's just crazy how how common it is and how much money you have to pay and is there coverage there's i think some provinces have coverage i think quebec has coverage and manitoba wow and saskatchewan doesn't no. Wow, crazy. And Saskatchewan's been pretty, like, somewhat progressive with coverages of certain health things. Yeah, but just I that don't know is, a lot about. How, so, how much do you pay for one turkey based? Um. So for so so for Mexico, I for think we paid nine thousand dollars. I think per load. Paid, no, no, no. This is oh. back in Mexico for no, IVF. No, that's not per load. That's per <laughs> one sperm that they isolate <laughs> no. and shoot it. No, that's that? like, yeah. oh, okay. So I mean, no. there's I've done. Oh yeah, that's in vitro, right? Yeah, yeah I've yeah, done totally. in vitro. So in Mexico, I think it was um, nine thousand dollars. But that's a lot cheaper. Like I think in Canada, it's. I think I think it's more than twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's expensive. It's, yeah, it's so but then, expensive. Um, <laughs> Shut up. When we were talking about adopting from the states, um, the states is like the number one place that you could get an infant. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that's that's kind of what was recommended that's crazy. to us. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was fifty thousand. So a first world country. Fifty thousand dollars. A first world country. Is, yeah is the most because the mothers are placing the the children oh yeah totally yeah so like a lot of a lot of teen moms maybe i don't know yeah 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 that's probably i think that that's got to be a thing so sure. you make a book i made a book and then you know it has photos of yourself and like your story and everything and then they present the book to the mothers who can choose the families yeah yeah so i think that's why the states is better for um for for babies oh, of course yeah but that was yeah so comparing the cost of infertility treatment to adoption it was actually cheaper how much have you spent thus far oh i don't even know yeah, just, i'm sure my husband would know he's gonna <laughs> so what can you like explain all the different treatments for infertility that you can do like what your options are oh yeah there's um so i mean because it, it also depends on your um issue 
So some people even have unexplained infertility. Yeah. So what? when they so do it's not all just, the tests. I, I would think infertility is just. Yeah, you would think. It's one thing. Yeah. So like, uh, so some people have inex- unexplained, so they can't even tell them why. So I don't. Um, so, so, so there's that. And then of course there's male factor infertility, female factor infertility. Some people have a combination. Mm. Um, so, but like I said, like I've still remained friends with a lot of the blogging people that I met through that time. So I have friends who have done, um, uh, so they have had, um, you know, so straight IVF, which is where you take the egg from the woman or the mom and the sperm from the man. One egg, one yeah, sperm. And you, you yeah, put them in a sure. Petri dish. Yeah, yeah. And then so the, in that case, the the sperm still swims into the egg naturally. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that's going to cost um, money. Is it cheaper if you do it yourself? <laughs> does, does the sperm, are you sure? They, don't that's, they needle No, the so that's the next step oh, okay, up. That's cool, cool. called ICSI. So actually, um, they just put a sperm so in a little So they actually isolate, they'll, they'll look at the sperm under the microscope and they'll isolate the one that looks most healthy, I oh guess. Oh my God. And insert, that's so that's what we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then, uh, so there's, those are two different types of I- IVF. IVF. And then you can keep the eggs in the, in the Petri dish for, or the, uh, the whatever for three days or five days so the five day ones are called blasts blastocytes and the three day ones i forget what they're called now um but what's the difference like why like because if they live longer and i guess they're more likely to be successful when they okay transfer them so like um, when they put them in you yeah so the first time i did ivf they transferred four three day holy okay wait so they transferred four Four three day fertilized eggs Wow. So what happens if all of them? I know it was it was very irresponsible. They wouldn't do that in Canada, but I was in Mexico, and, <laughs> and they're the just like, "Oh, don't worry." Even tell me, <laughs> I was like oh on God. the table, and I'm like, "How many are you gonna put in?" And he's like, "I'm gonna do four. And I'm like, Cuatro. "All right." It's <laughs> <laughs> like okay. And I was like so desperate at the time, and but they were very low quality, and I think he probably knew that maybe they weren't. Um, gonna work. So then, so that didn't, and then they didn't Fuck work. Imagine though, if it all worked. Oh my god! <laughs> so then, uh, wouldn't that be insane? And then Dude. sometimes they split. So then you, I have a friend who transferred one, and it split to identical twins. Wow! So um, and then I did two five day ones. Transferred the second time one, I went back. and it split. Yeah. So did one you sperm? No, one fertilized egg. Egg. So split twins. Like one Is that uh, like a embryo. Thing? Sorry, that's the word I was looking for. Um, and split. So then she had two. So they were identical twin boys. And uh, so then I transferred two five day ones that were looking really good, and then they didn't work either. Um, so, uh, but so yeah. So I have some friends that have done egg donation. So then they use um, like a like a donor egg with the husband's sperm, and I have some friends who've done the uh, opposite. So the mom's egg and donor sperm, and I have some friends who've done embryo adoption. So which is they have someone um, else's egg. Yeah. So like, say uh, I did it, and then I have leftover embryos, and I can you can just give them to yeah. someone else. Can you make Jeez. money doing that? Uh, no, I don't can, think so. Can, can so I make money donating my sperm? Not yeah. in Canada, but I think they do I in the States. Can. But I, I think in Canada, even like if so I were to donate So people just do it here eggs. out of the goodness of their hearts? Yeah. Nope. Like if I were to donate Nobody my wants eggs, your sperm, yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do they get like incentives on the like actual process of donating the sperm? <laughs> um, <laughs> like, well, like, I don't know, like fleshlights or, I don't know. Well, you must get like something. Are you talking about like porn when you? No, yeah. Well, so like when, when you got to go 
Yeah, when Andy had to go beat off the load. No, but did Andy like? So he just had to go beat off. And just, yeah. just mass, <laughs> like mass time for you to get And I bet they have on. like, I bet they have like fucking magazines, like it's 1996 or something. I yeah. think he said there was some videos and. Oh and my the, god! So they have all <laughs> the vids. I think he VHS's. said he brought his own uh, choice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's just crazy to think about. You just got to run. Just got to. And it's also uh, crazy to think like people like how many people are going through oh, this. For like sure. People that we know that like like just yeah. gross. It's so rooms all over the world. Uh, so did you ever think about pursuing like, um, like other forms, like very like crazy forms of like fertility or was it just you, you, you knew that one would work and you were, I was willing to try whatever, whatever. So like, okay, you were going through them earlier. What other options would you have had, had one of those ones not worked? I think for me, probably the next step would have been embryo adoption. Well, is that like surrogacy kind of? So surrogacy. That's when someone else carries. Someone yeah. carries for And you. I think, because there's also two words for that. There's like surrogacy and then there's gestational carrier. So I think surrogacy is when it's your egg. Yeah, yeah. I In think, someone else? I think. Wow. And gestational is carrier is weird. when. Um, it happens, man. And, and families love you for that like i think in canada they can't give you gifts no yeah uh, or they can't give you money, money but yeah. they can give you gifts so they can oh, cover your expenses they can cover your expenses yeah. um car houses i've heard have been bought for oh for people God. who are surrogate mothers so yeah no sorry to interrupt but i just no. that that's just crazy i know and it's a whole world of like yeah oh, people no. going through <laughs> sorry we were talking about aladdin earlier too. um so like for some reason, I've always just felt like I'm infertile. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. How would I go get that checked? And is it free? Yes. So when you go to your doctor, we went to our doctor and we said we thought we were having trouble having a baby. Mm -hmm. And then I did a whole bunch of blood tests. So I guess I got off easy that time. And then... Did you find anything you didn't want to find in the blood test? That's what I'm always scared I of. I know, eh? Because you got to do the AIDS test. And I'm yeah. like, God, what if I picked, oh, up? <laughs> picked up AIDS? I'm like, I just want to tell you that I was oh, yeah, working with HIV Zambi. AIDS. Yeah. Um, and there was this time that this guy... Um, fell off his motorcycle and he had like blood everywhere and I went over to help him and I didn't know and he took his helmet off and he just spit blood like oh, on yeah, me yeah. Well, and I mean like you can't get no you can't but, get but it then I'm like if what if I had get a cut, cut or something yeah, yeah and it was kind oh of like always in the God. back of my mind you know I've looked into that cut Jesus. thing too and that's even super fucking okay, hard to get it even if the person is like full of it yeah you know, it's hard it, it's generally yeah. the easiest to do when two people yes are, yeah you know Swing about a bang. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, no, that's crazy. Um, I have a quick question, uh, just just to kind of change the subject a bit. Um, when you, now that you've went through all this fertility stuff, mm -hmm. and now that you have three kids and it was such a difficult process to you, um, how do you feel about abortion? Shmish um, um, Martian. Well, I'm obviously very super pro-choice. Pro-choice, yeah. And one thing when I was going through it um, that used to make me so mad is when people would use people that had infertility as a, like to a say that. A reason to say. Yeah, a reason to say that people shouldn't have abortions. I mean, oh, like yeah. they'd well, say, look, there's people out there that want to have kids and they can't and you're having yeah. and i used to that make me so like don't put me in this like yeah, i don't like so dumb. yeah that's but that's like a silly. thing that people say and it used to drive me crazy mm -hmm. like yeah people anti-choice people would say yeah. have you ever struggled with that though i mean i know you're super pro-choice no, but never, never been a struggle never. 
even when Mm-mm. you couldn't have kids never, it was never. like it wasn't a thing never cool. never a thing and, awesome. you know like I, you know what that's hard to to stay that way too because i, mean, I don't know if it is i i honestly it? i don't well, think yeah, so like even my friends that i know that were going through the same thing as me i don't think anybody would ever say so that, you you wouldn't become like super subjective and be like fuck like i can't believe how people no no abort kids and or abort never embryos that cool well that's good and to know that's i awesome. even had a friend who confided in me that she wanted to um, when I was going through it and it never crossed my mind. That's I was awesome. like, is she telling me that she, it crossed my mind, is she telling me that she wants me to adopt her baby? <laughs> oh, like, yeah, yeah. When she was like kind of being unclear at first. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then when she said, I was like, no, never. And like, you know, when people do those protest things in front of hospitals, yeah, I mean like oh even at the lowest of my low when I was trying to have a baby, that would still Disgusting make me so, yeah. Oh man, they used to do that That's at really my old awesome. school. They would just have like, giant it's billboards wrong. of like dead fetuses and it's like how it, it doesn't make your point any more valid <laughs> I like yeah, i just don't get it it's like it's because to me they're like two different completely separate it. things like yeah. i'm trying to have a, a i'm trying to become a mother is actually what i always used to say because i didn't yeah. care if it was through adoption right or what but like i didn't feel that like that had anything to do with like another woman's choice mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So so Nina must uh, your first one she must have like a little bit of a special place, eh? It's because yeah. it was such a journey obviously to get there and I know Andy uh has written songs about mm. Nina and written songs mm-hmm. about the journey and the process of like being in Mexico and mm-hmm. the beach and infertility and all of that. Um so Nina must hold a pretty special place to you guys. Yeah. Eh? Yeah. I think um, like two things. I think that when um, I got pregnant, a lot of people would say to me like, oh, now you get to experience the joy of pregnancy and you don't have to adopt. Like, but I, I would, I wouldn't like that. Like, I felt like people were saying that adoption was like my second choice and that like now you get to be pregnant, which is much better. And I truly never felt that way. Like I truly wanted to adopt and I still would if I could. And, but, um, but I think you, you also have a very open mind about fertility whereas i think that yeah. that might ring true with some other people yeah. you know yeah, like yeah. oh thank god we don't have to adopt mm-hmm. you know we we can do it um whereas you mothering is not i've always yeah like i've always kind of wondered blood. i've always wondered that about the actual process especially with adoption if like parents i guess have i don't know how like to mothering ex- doesn't say have to be blood mm-hmm. you know <laughs> Like that's that, the, that yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm trying to like say it in a nice way <laughs> how, without how, sounding you, like you a mean, fucking douche. You mean how a mom can love someone who else's isn't kid? Who yeah? Who well, that's fine. Theirs. That's fine to say. Like yeah. I think. Mm, well, you said it better. I was gonna say. Oh, uh, you're gonna. <laughs> I was gonna fucking say something dumb. <laughs> oh, go for it. Um, but I think uh, you know what for me. Um, I mean, I'm not a father. Of course, I want to be one day. But if I had. To adopt, I mean, it's, I mean, there's always like that thing, maybe you'd think about it in the back of your mm-hmm. mind, like, oh, this isn't, but I think it's just when you raise something, oh yeah, mm-hmm. you just, you have this crazy bond yeah. where the blood doesn't even really matter. Sure. No. They might not have your mannerisms or whatever, but like, you're just, you're, 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 you're just raising this thing. It's yeah. like, it doesn't matter. You are, so fathering and mothering isn't about blood. It's mm-hmm. about 
raising a child and bringing them into this world, Absolutely. giving them values, giving mm -hmm. them everything. Yeah. I think what it boils down to too is like ultimately this person's part of your family. Yeah. And you just love your family no matter what, right? right. For sure. And then the other thing is too, like there's no guarantees because people will say like, oh, if I adopt and like what if X, Y, and Z, but there's no guarantee when you have a baby that like your baby's going to turn out to be this baby that you're imagining in your yeah. head For sure. either. So like. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, I wonder what, what that's like if you adopt like a kid and he just turns out to be an absolute fucking terrorizer <laughs> mess. But, but like, uh, I just don't think you at that point, they're just your family. Like you said, yeah, it's just yeah. like, hey, you. That's how I feel about my newest dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when I had Nina, like that moment when she came out and they put her on my chest, like I, I remember I was like crying to the nurse, like we tried for so long. So like that <laughs> moment was like extra special to awesome. us. But yeah. now like, and and but now I don't know, like, um, but the journey, like the infertility journey, I feel like it still affects me now. Okay. But, um, but like yeah. In what way? Um, I, I, I find myself all the time, like just in different moments being like, wow, I didn't know if I was ever going to be able to do this or mm -hmm. I wanted this for so long. It will just kind of hit me at different moments. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. But I don't think that necessarily is like a bad thing that you think that. No. Or that you feel that way. Yeah. No, I, I think it's good. It kind of like brings mm -hmm. things into perspective. Yeah, you kind of always have that perspective yeah. now. Have it's you watched, uh, I know Andy's really zen. It probably pisses you off sometimes. But have <laughs> yeah. you watched like Eckhart Tolle's wife and, no. and um, how to distant, detach yourself from obsessive parenting and all of that oh. and let your kids just be them? You'd probably find those videos yeah, pretty I'm awesome. I mentioned that at a, with our last guest who was that young mother, Ariel, and she, uh, she watched them and said that... Um, she liked them so yeah no that's uh i think too like having lots of kids like i do yeah you let go of a for lot sure because yeah. you're like well oh. i can't be like, yeah perfect. right so, like, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Shit. you guys are on your own but, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're still Stick together are you, are yeah. you done having kids or are you gonna fucking just oh, pop well, them out till you, you think die I convinced Tio to have one more oh yeah no sure. is that, that the max that's, that's that the max that's the max yeah no 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 four well he has oh so you have maxed though with four our, my max is four. Your max is four. So but have he four. Has that He'll song, be cool with it. You four, I say two. So like uh, now we're in the middle. So who's gonna <laughs> you, you know what? I think uh, if your max is four, have four. If it's it, does it get easier the more kids you have? Yes, it does. Yeah, you probably learn more. Hey? Why? Well, I like, mean, I number one, like they play together. Yeah. You know? yeah. Number two, like you don't care as much. Yeah. yeah. You know? Like if like, they fall and hurt yeah, their knee or not. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh my God. yeah. It's like, I oh, get up. Yeah. You're good. Yeah. 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 Or like, you know, like my friend said to me the other day, because I take my kids swimming all the time. And she's like, how do you take your kids swimming? Like I can hardly. But I'm like, you know, she, like, because I'm going to let her fall off the thing because I like, can't be everywhere. Yeah. All the time. But then she like she's laughing. She's having a good time. But she I think before I would have been more like, oh, okay, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like. But the, I think that's like the maturation process yeah, of becoming probably. a mother. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know that like for sure. Um, when mom had me, I was definitely more like handled that way. Yeah. Whereas Frank was, they were used. You learn stuff. Yeah. You get a parent. Like your kid falls. If it's your third kid. You're not even going over there. Yeah, you're just like get up, yeah. man. I guess, I guess I was curious because like. I have, because I'm like the furthest thing from a parent, you know, like I don't know anything about parented. So like I have the idea that more kids means like more stress, more money, more fucking difficult, like a more difficult life. But it seems know, like the parents who do have big families. Just make it work. 
like but almost make it work better yeah. than parents yeah. who have smaller families i think too like that's I, true like, never thought about genuinely that. Don't care what people think when they look at me with my kids. Yeah, yeah. And for sure, I cared with Nina. Yeah, you know? for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. But so now that like lets go of a yeah. lot. Yeah. Of, like, oh, I bet. Because now you'll fucking spank <laughs> him in the grocery store. Yeah. Like now you so shit. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. lots of mothers like experience that. Like my mom for sure didn't give a fuck. Like, she would <laughs> discipline us wherever, whenever, and like yeah. she wouldn't care if someone tried to tell her something about her parenting. She would just instantly be like. <laughs> You know, like fuck yeah. off. Stop. These are my kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's my classic mom. And I've always <laughs> wondered that because, like, I think if I was a parent, I like I'm embarrassed to discipline my dogs when we're walking. You know, yeah. if I fucking smack my dog on the ass when we're walking, I like look around to yeah, make sure nobody yeah, I saw. Know. It. I know what you mean. It's an age thing too. Like, I think when I got older too, I stopped caring as much. Yeah, like, it's probably like a combination of everything. Yeah, yeah it's because like sure. now I'm 30. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, sure, you could have judged 30's me. 30 is the I'm magical right. age. Sure, yeah. you could have judged me when I was 25. Yeah. But and I would have cared then. Yeah, maybe you would have <laughs> gave a shit. Uh, it's, you know, it's weird that it's like that because when you're younger, like, I feel like people give you more leeway yeah. to make mistakes. Like, ah, he's just young. Like, but they're judging you at the same time, right? At the same right? time, you're yeah. getting like, like you're saying, oh, well, you know, she might be kind of like pissy, but she's only 25. Yeah. Like, but, you know. For sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or like, uh, they shouldn't be a parent that young or like whatever. <laughs> and, and people... It's like a generational thing. Now people are having kids later, mm -hmm. so people are judging people when they're having kids at 20 when mm -hmm. when realistically 40 years ago that was completely normal. Yeah. Like to have kids at right oh, to yeah. get married, to have kids right at 20 and 21 and even deciding how many kids you want to have. Like now if I were to have one more, it would be considered a really big family, whereas my mom yeah. came from a family of seven kids and like that yeah. was really normal back then. Right. So it's all Yeah, I think it changes with the times. Imagine sure. that grocery bill for oh, your man. parents. I know, fuck. You know what? Like my you friend. you too. Like yeah, you're, you're, you're going to have gnarly, four. Man. Do you guys Costco? Have Oh yeah. yeah. You're literally gonna have, if you have four, four teenagers eating the shit Ugh. out of your groceries. That's a lot of money. I know. Fuck. And cost is like probably the number one factor where we're like, should yeah. we do yeah. it? But um, you just make it work. I sure. find that I've, yeah. I've talked to parents about that and, and they just say, yeah, you make it work. Yeah, you yeah. The good do. thing is you live in like Canada. For some reason, I feel like you're just always gonna be okay here. Like, <laughs> know. do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, you, you can have as many worries as you want, but at the end of the day, you're gonna be absolutely fine. No yeah, and I mean, what. that's why you do Mamas for Mamas, right? To help out with mm -hmm. parents who don't have access to the resources that, that mothers do here, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and I know that like here, you have so many supports. There's so many like um, uh, layette like peop things give layouts mm. right for babies like organizations do mm -hmm. that so they have there's so many supports yeah whereas there it's awesome that you're doing mamas for mamas because in a place like africa where that's not even a thought in people's mm. minds like oh they're having a baby we don't need I, I actually have a question about like because when i i took this history course on africa in university and we had like a whole section devoted to African mothering and how mm. it's different yeah. in a lot of ways than mothering in North America. And like, I learned a lot of things in school. And one of them was that like, you can read as much as you want about a place or about a culture or an idea, but you never really know until mm -hmm. you actually go there yeah. and Absolutely. see it. So since you've been there and since you've seen it and since you, you know, you've worked in projects there, um, how is it different in Africa being a mother? And 
in what ways is it better and what ways is it worse? Um, I think I learned a lot about the my style of being a mom from the women that I met there. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that, um, well, it's true that I found that the moms there would bring their kids along with them to a lot of things yeah. mm-hmm. and um, and let the kids, you know, kind of get exposed to what's that do they just let them roam well like you know if you're thinking of the babies like they'll have like their wrap carrier oh, yeah, on sure. or like yeah. and um and i loved the the way that they carried their babies so i definitely did that with mine and it was mm-hmm. a lifesaver and just like okay so when nina was a few weeks old and uh and you know you don't know anything and you're a first time mom and they tell you like you know like the nurses or whatever tell you like you're only supposed to feed them however many hours mm-hmm. so i had fed her and then took her to this uh, midwife appointment and my midwife was from nigeria and she started crying and my midwife was like kind of looking at me and she's like are you gonna feed her or and i was like oh no no i just fed her like two yeah, hours yeah. ago and she was like are you cr-? like she didn't say yeah. that but she was like just feed her you know and then it was kind of like a moment for me and i was like yeah obviously mm-hmm. because like can you imagine like when i was there no mom would be like looking at her right cloth, like, yeah it's you like, know it's like, oh, my crying. give him the tip <laughs> for sure there's there's no <laughs> like there's no formality to yeah. being a mother <laughs> like, but like when you let go of trying to have like that kind of stuff right. like for me it was kind of like it was better because like, it wasn't mm-hmm. as stressful so i could kind of like just go with the flow and the rhythm and so i kind of like thought about that that's good. There are definitely like North American things. Yeah. Gotta be this. Gotta yeah. be this. Gotta be this. Like, I know you let your kids sleep with you whenever they yeah, want. Yeah. And that's great. That's that's how you got to be more. There's so many worries in life um, mm-hmm. about like, I mean, you have to worry about your kid not going oh, to jail. I know. And, 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 and looking both ways when they cross the street. Those are important things. Yeah. Like worrying about them sleeping with you too much or not or yeah. eating at a certain time. One of yeah. the uh, the things that I was really curious about it in the differences between African mm-hmm. mothering and whatever was, um, they talked a lot about how like um, African mothering, it's like a community of mothers. Oh, yeah, mothers. sorry, I forgot that point. I was thinking it when you asked the question and then mm-hmm. I forgot. Like, yeah, I would definitely say that I noticed that big time and that was amazing. So it's a it's a real thing because I always thought that that was so cool how yeah. like, you know, moms everyone moms. was the mother of every kid. Oh, you know, cool. like they the, here it's I feel like it's the total opposite. Like you you don't let other people discipline your no. kid yeah. you don't you know like it's very yeah. andy told me that story about when you guys yeah he's that. like very much like that yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and and it's, but, but it's, a, I think it's like a dude ego but, thing but, yeah. but no but he recognizes that it's not necessarily good like if someone has to tell your kid don't do that that's not bad yeah and it's but not you not get even beat, just, you become yeah. protective you, you have yeah, you yeah, have you to do, be self-aware i think yeah and you're like you're you you know like and i know my kid so like so when Nina was, you know, two or three, she was really sensitive. So if someone she didn't know oh, got after okay. her, well, I know uh, that she would be. She would get but it's not just about, it would just crush her. Like, cause you know, she would be more sensitive to it from someone yeah. else. But it's not just about discipline. It's also about like, you know, one time I was with my girlfriend there and she had a toddler and she, we were together and then she went to go home to find her cause we were gonna go do something together that was unexpected. So I think, you know, she had left her daughter behind and then she went to go get her. And then she was like, hey, does anyone know where Atta is? Like, oh no, I don't know I saw her over there. And she was like two or three. Yeah. And, you know, like I would never not know where Maisie right, is. Right, like, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, there it's just like, they, 
there's almost like an expectation that like one of the other mothers will make sure she's okay. She's or okay, yeah. And that's that's what I always crazy. thought was so cool and like such an interesting. It's actually uh, crazy to think about. Right? I mean, there's so many factors that come into it For too sure. because like even like their housing, they uh, a lot of and and like we're being so like generalizing. Like I'm oh, yeah, talking about no, let's speak, speak here. Let's like, speak not, generally. Yeah. Talk sure. about Mozambique, yeah. but not all of Africa. Right. Whoa, whoa. So, um, but like in their houses that they had in the village where I lived, they mostly just slept in them. Like they ate outside, like so everything was yeah. outside. So you kind of like see your neighbors more. And All it's like, the you time. know, the temperature is warmer. So like, you're sure. not kind of hold up inside like we are in Saskatchewan yeah. all the time either. And like there was more people in a smaller space. So like mm -hmm. people kind of knew your kids more. That's actually a good so, point is yeah, yeah. like even things as simple as climate could be like a factor into yeah. the way we just do anything, not yeah. just mothering. Like, yeah. you know, like we're literally shacked up inside. So <laughs> yeah. you you become like sort of this unit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, that is a lot different than if, you know, if we were outside every day having barbecues and we knew like Tito over there yeah. and fucking like Jade exactly. over there and everyone's a friend. Yeah, I think. But at, at the same time, North America has this, this weird thing like you can't talk to a kid you know well, yeah, there's, a lot of, there's also a lot of people who fuck kids here i, too. I know yeah. it's probably a little <laughs> exactly, bit it's probably exactly. a, it's probably a little different like i mean yeah, i'm I sure it exists everywhere but <laughs> i'm sure it exists everywhere but i think that yeah there's just so many factors i think that at the end of the day influence the way we just do things in general not just parenting or, oh yeah absolutely um but I think it's interesting to like take a look at other cultures and other ways mm -hmm, of doing of things and and apply it to your own sensibilities and the way you do things. Mm -hmm. No, you um, have to. I, have I to think do. people don't do that enough. I agree. Like, so. I, I think it's just like most people here probably would have just taken the nurse's advice. Yeah. And, you know, not pulled out her titty every time yeah. their kid was whining. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, and there's so many. I think part of it, too, when you work internationally is um, you have to be really careful. And I've come across this, unfortunately, a lot where Westerners think that their way is the right is way. The right yeah. way. And yeah. even if they don't, even if they Classic. say like on their website, like we don't think that, but yeah. like they, they in their heart do. feel that. Mm -hmm. So you can see that when they go and work different places by the yeah. way that they- They're imposing you know, their you know kind what's of way of though? doing we, it. We say Westerners, but I think it's true for like a lot of everybody yeah, in no, the world. Like probably. even when I lived in Chile, like there was so like, everything they thought was better in chile like <laughs> the, the, which is true but like something as small as like a barbecue mm -hmm. they would be like fucking north americans do not know how to barbecue yeah yeah and it's like <laughs> it, it is true it's definitely true but like so uh, how do chileans barbecue like, they just fucking literally like put a half of a cow <laughs> on a barbecue and all the salt in the world but is an argentinian barbecue better yeah i think so <laughs> i think so um like amazing fuck. yeah because you and andy got married in chile so yeah. um and obviously the kids are half so mm -hmm. how do you uh and i know you're from nova scotia mm -hmm. so what do you i know they've been in nova scotia a couple yeah. times too and you guys go like what once twice once a year, a year yeah. once a year so beautiful place i've been there many times i've been to cold harbor as well mm -hmm. that's where you're from mm -hmm. um and i know that um culture is super important in our family mm -hmm. and definitely important to you mm -hmm. i know that but do you plan on taking them to Chile maybe sometime and, and, and seeing, you know, the other side of the culture? Uh, I mean, I know it's easier to fly in Canada, obviously. Yeah. But, but yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, 
I saw this quote on Facebook and it said that parenting was so much easier when I was raising my like hypothetical future kids than like yeah, yeah of course <laughs> so like that makes sure. sense but, like, yeah I kind of feel that way in this moment because in my mind I imagine myself in the future like being able to provide my kids with the opportunities of travel and especially to For Chile sure. and like making Nova Scotia be a big part of their life. Like, but in reality, I mean, like, putting am that I going to be able to afford is, it? Like, yeah. No, no, <laughs> three plane, comes three extra plane tickets to Chile is yeah. a lot of it's, money. Seriously, that's a ton of money. Yeah. And, well, Max could fly for free right yeah, now. Yeah, I imagine like what we have talked about, what I'm hoping that we end up doing is like one kid at a, at time. a time. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course. That, that's pretty cool too. Even if they get to like, a, I mean, so kind of what my grandma did is when we graduated grade mm -hmm. eight, she took us on a road trip from Regina all the way to Vancouver into Deep Cove. Just my grandma and me mm -hmm. and my grandma and friend mm -hmm. just to like show us where she was born and raised, show us like where she came from yeah, that's awesome. and all of that. So, and she did it that way, you mm -hmm. know, like one at a time mm -hmm. and then, it, but it was like a special trip yeah. for everyone it, yeah. because it was like a bonding time too. So if like you are to take Nina there, or Andy's to take like it's it's awesome. Yeah, it's a, it'll be a cool time either way to show them their culture. So super cool. Yeah, and we definitely try to um, you know incorporate like Latino culture and Spanish things. And yeah, like yeah, food for sure. And stuff like yeah. as much as we can. Yeah, you guys so. are always making that. Andy's always playing soccer with the girls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nina's pretty good. Eh? <laughs> so we haven't talked about your other ones much, yeah. but but I, but mainly it's because obviously the infertility journey. Yeah, um, and she's older, so there's you know more to say. Yeah, yeah, but what's the other? I think Maisie's my little sweetheart. Oh, she's <laughs> love her so much. Um, but I love them all equally the same, of course, because you have to say that when you are uh, a relative. When they might listen to this in the future. when they might listen to this mm -hmm. one. Yeah. Uh, Nina's like Uncle Tony you're an asshole <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming on oh, this, has thanks been, for having this me. has been pretty amazing yeah. um, uh, Mamas for Mamas again where can where can you find yeah, if you want uh, information donate. donations <laughs> we want to know because moms are going to listen to this so you know yeah it's mamasformamas.ca like the number four mamas nice. for mamas perfect and .ca and then they can just kind of get all the information they mm -hmm. need there and you are Anything in the in the future coming with Mamas for Mamas? Any projected projects you guys have going on? Yeah, we we've done a few projects in the past with um. So we were partnering with another organization called Life for African Mothers to deliver to support them in delivering misoprostol, which is an anti hemorrhage medication. Okay. Um. So for women after they give birth, sometimes they start hemorrhaging, and then this medication oh, wow. can save their life. Oh, cool. So that was a really great project that we were into, but we were also doing um scholarships for midwives. Okay. And I think we're going to focus more on the scholarship thing um, because it's really impactful. And um, so we would give about $2,000 to um, a master's of midwifery scholarship Holy student. Holy shit, cool. And uh, are, I mean, that's like, great. that's like amazing. I mean, like $2,000, you there. can raise that here. And that's that would so be good. like... A lot there. Yeah. That's, wow, that's a lot of money there. Um, I Sorry, I know we just kind of framed to end the podcast. But, yeah, I, I, do, <laughs> but I do have a question. Um in Africa, when you lived there, you were there for seven months and you saw um, people give birth. Or did did mm -hmm. you witness anything tragic or any, is there any, is there a, a high infant immortality? Like how, how is, um, what's the, uh, the death rate with giving birth there? Has, does that have anything to do mm -hmm. with mamas for mamas? Like obviously you support everything that has mm -hmm. to do with mothering. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but but I know that that's probably a, a thing in Africa that moms give birth. Yeah. And- so I actually most of my direct experience with birth was actually when I went to Honduras, which I know I forgot to mention. Oh, but cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no worries. Um, I went to Honduras after my first daughter was about a year and a half or so, and oh. uh, was working in a public hospital there. Um, and I would say more of the stuff at that time that we were looking at or that I saw that was really impactful was like. Um, human rights during childbirth so oh, yeah, the way yeah. women were treated jesus um was shocking to me mm-hmm. so oh, that's like another area that i'd so like to south america worse than or honduras was worse than mozambique um, or? i mean i did i saw more in honduras than yeah. i saw there so i mean i guess it's hard to say but that's also when i said that i was talking to the lady um in mozambique about their maternal health initiative that's what i spoke to her about is can we work on the human rights in childbirth and as it relates to like home birth as well as hospital births and mm-hmm. just kind of like the way that people are treated when they're giving birth mm-hmm. yeah um wow. that's another area that i'd like to focus on in the future yeah mm-hmm. of course wow Crazy. yeah no that's uh these are amazing stories. Mamas for Mamas is awesome. Um, there's a lot of organizations that come out nowadays. Uh, this is one of the coolest. Mm-hmm. So Thank it's you. awesome. It's super important. Mothering is uh, and it's a way of life and a way of living. It's the reason why we're all here. Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, and mothers need support in every which way, mm-hmm. whether it be um, during childbirth, after childbirth, That's post-traumatic right. stresses. I mean intense right and mm-hmm. and what's uh, what do moms get uh, what's it postpartum. called postpartum postpartum yeah. so so just to have an organization that that supports everything with maternal health mm-hmm. is super important so thanks a lot oh, it's been awesome yeah yeah <laughs> super Andy cool Aaron. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nancy Aaron. <laughs> later ciao